That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Three, two, one. No, you haven't stumbled across a Stranger Things podcast, even though it might sound like that at the beginning. We are the Fantasy Football Happy Hour, the original Fantasy Football Happy Hour podcast. I am your host, Ricky Valero. As we do each and every week, as throughout this NFL season, we are going to break down the Thursday night football game. Matthew Fox's game of the week, some of my best bets, some fantasy football start and sit. And then, of course, we end the show every week with our movie corner where we talk about movies. As always, I'm joined by my partner, Mr. Matthew Fox. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. You know, the Stranger Things music might be appropriate considering uh, what the Rams are potentially going to do tonight. It is quite interesting with the possibility. What an interesting, what an interesting week in the world of the NFL, right? This has been like it's just nonstop craziness. And to be honest with you, as we head into these last few weeks of the NFL season, these playoff races are really tight right now. Like really tight. Like there are some tight races across the board. I'm just gonna break them down for you real quick, guys. Obviously, you got Buffalo who who got, uh, got a game up on Miami because they couldn't beat Brock Purdy. Um, and then you had the Chiefs. The Chiefs now have the three-game lead on the Chargers. They are now the what? Uh, no, I'm sorry. The uh, Bills are the one seed now. Sorry, my apologies. Uh, Baltimore and Cincinnati are both eight and four now. The Bengals are hot at winning four in a row. Lamar Jackson is out for a couple weeks, so can the Bengals kind of take advantage of that? Matthew Fox was 100% right about the Deshaun Watson return, um, but we'll talk about. We'll never talk about that ever again. Um, we have the Tennessee Titans who. I've lost two in a row. Randomly fired the GM in the middle of the week, um, but they have a uh, they have a defining uh, lead in their division, though. That's that's just point point blank. They have a three game lead, even though I'm under the oppression. Jacksonville's going to win five. Is it five straight? Is there five straight games left? Three, four games. There are five. Yeah, there are five, five straight. They're going to win five straight games. End up nine and eight. The Titans are going to go two and two over those, or two and three in those games. Jacksonville is going to win the last game of the season, win that division. I don't really feel that's going to happen, but wouldn't it be lovely? On the NFC side, I don't know if Jacksonville wins this week, you Tennessee should start getting nervous. Yes, they honestly they really should though. Um, Philadelphia has a two-game lead still over the Dallas Cowboys. The Giants in Washington, neither one of them wanted to win this week, so they decided to tie. Uh, San Francisco increased their lead in the division. Um, they still have one game lead over Seattle. Um, they're in quarterback limbo now with Jimmy G out for the year, at least for the season. Might be able to return come playoff season. Depends on what that looks like. Um, and then, of course, Seattle trying to stay in the thick of things. Minnesota is now up, I think, what, five games in the division. They've pretty yeah. much secured that division. Um, but now they're just battling and jockeying for seed. And, of course, Tampa Bay came back. I was really pissed about that game. I went to sleep. I was like, all right, it's 16-3. to Three minutes left in the game. I'm going to bed. I'm going to watch Tom Brady. They're going to turn the ball over, uh, turn the ball over in downs. I'm going to go to bed. Instead, the rest was history. Brady comes back, scores two touchdowns, um, and they increase their lead um, in that division by two games over Atlanta, who also <laughs> have made a change this uh, this week. Desmond Ryder is going to be the starting quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons moving forward for the rest of the season. A smart decision, but I feel bad for Marcus Mariota because he hasn't exactly been terrible. But um, you have John Robinson fired, Mariota bench, OBJ 
who apparently might not be as healthy as everybody as 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 he's been claiming might sign with the Cowboys might not sign with the Cowboys Baker might Baker went to the Rams this week everything is unfolding can Baker reignite the Rams will he start tonight what's that going to look like Fox what is your breakdown of this incredibly crazy week of the NFL so I'll probably get to Baker a little bit more when we drop to the the TNF preview in a minute but uh, it was interesting. They claimed him, obviously, Stafford on season-ending IR. John Wolford has a neck injury. We all saw Bryce Perkins. So the Rams probably looking for anything. It seems like the current state of the Rams might be the one place Baker could land that has worse offensive weapons and a worse offensive line situation than where he was in Carolina. So that's exciting. OBJ, it seems like most of the talk now is that he wouldn't even be really ready to step on the field till mid-January, and I don't know what that means for these teams. I'm starting to think if you took him and tried to stash him all year hoping you might get a lift for your fantasy playoffs, I think it's time to let that go. It seems like Dallas pretty well established a position. You know, Gallup looked better last week. James Washington's now coming back. They have a lot of good things going. Do they want to engage with OBJ? I was listening to Bill Polian last night on the NFL Network radio, and he said he really thinks for the for the Bills, the Giants, and the Cowboys, it would make more sense if they just put this off and are looking to have this discussion with OBJ in March because you're really talking about a 2023 impact. The only one that I think might be desperate enough to pull the trigger right now is the Giants, who literally have nothing in. They've played way above their head. They're really on the cusp of getting knocked out. That tie wasn't great for them. They have two more games with the Eagles and one um, more with Washington, which now got flexed to Sunday Night Football in Week 15, which is outstanding. The Giants have a tough schedule down the stretch, and I don't think they're any kind of lock to make the playoffs, and they have nothing at wide receivers, so they might actually be looking into it. The Mariota one doesn't surprise me. I don't think he's played bad, but Atlanta – is playing for next year. They really need to see what they have in Desmond Ritter because they yeah. played just well enough that they put themselves sort of middle of the pack. And if they're going to rebuild, they need to see is Desmond Ritter a realistic option for us? Do we invest other places or do we have nothing here? We have to go on. The John Robinson isn't a huge surprise either because I think Tennessee, the question for them now is not – are you going to have a winning season and are you going to make the playoffs because they've had winning seasons with them and they're in a division where they've been very successful in making the playoffs. It's can you compete anywhere? And we've seen him. He made a lot of personnel gambles. You know, they let some big time offensive linemen go this off season that are now with the bills. So I think they regret that you've seen Derek Henry getting bottled up. I don't really know what their philosophy is offensively. You know, you let AJ Brown go. Um, you've let some other pieces go. I didn't in the offseason mind the moves they made when they got Robert Woods. I liked the Traylon Burks pick, and I thought maybe bringing in Austin Hooper would be okay. None of that has really panned out. There seems to be some ongoing tension between Ryan Tannehill and the organization, which isn't good. And I think if you're looking at it, Tennessee is basically evaluating that based on what we've gotten out of this roster, we really like what Mike Vrabel is doing as a coach managing to keep us as a winning team and getting to the playoffs, but we don't have a roster that's good enough to compete. And that's where they've obviously made the decision that we need to do something different in the front office. And, you know, I get it. Sometimes these guys make moves and it just doesn't quite pan out. And some of the big moves he's tried to make, some of the splash moves he's tried to make just haven't quite panned out for them. The Titans, I still think make the playoffs, but I, I think they're a one and done. And that's not really where you totally want to be as an organization. Yeah, especially since you are on the downhill of Tannehill's career, right? You know what I mean? He hasn't been exactly wonderful this season. He's he's look, I know I criticize Tannehill a lot. I make the jokes about it, but he's not a Super Bowl winning quarterback. He isn't. He's not gonna be that guy. And the biggest thing about it is is I understand the John Robinson thing, but I think that he's the fall guy because I think Mike Vrabel has just as much going on behind the scenes with this situation, but I feel like they kind of came to head, right? You know what I mean? A.J. Brown coming out and torching them didn't help the scenario. But at the end of the day, if you look at what the Titans have done, their history, it has been not paying players exactly what they want. You know what I mean? Of course, they paid Tannehill as a quarterback. They've made a couple chess pieces. But last year, everybody, of course, I think Vrabel got a lot of the credit last year for putting together the pieces for them to win football games with all of those injuries. But some of the key offseason signings really stepped up for that team on the latter half of the season. 
The same could be said this year. They've won some football games, some of those signings. But when you swing so high and miss so high, that's where people kind of highlight the most because he swung and missed on a couple different draft picks. That first-round uh, offensive lineman that's not even in the league anymore, you uh, swung and missed on some injury uh, injury riddle guys. Jeffrey Simmons really the even only guy working out. But Dupree, you know, that was Bud one Dupree, of their big defensive signing. signing. They've had trouble keeping him on the field. Yep. They consistently seem to have struggled in the secondary. The secondary is awful. I thought the Robert Woods move wasn't a bad idea for the price they paid, but they literally got nothing from him. Austin Hooper, they've gotten nothing from Traylon Burks. Having I don't understand how they on the field. I don't understand how the offensive coordinator hasn't been fired either. You know what well, I mean? Well, and go back to last year, they spent a big free agent deal on Josh Reynolds, and he didn't even make it through a whole season. They couldn't figure out what to do with him. And that's the thing. That's the thing. This team is very run centric. We understand that. You know what I mean? They run first, pass second. But this is the type of team that needs a good tight end. They missed the Jonas. Jonas Smith was very good in that offense for them. You know what I mean? They haven't really replicated that value. A.J. Brown being gone now is not very helpful because you don't have a deep threat that anybody's scared of. Trevlin Burks can't stay on the field um, with his various injuries week in and week out. So it's not surprising, but I also feel like I also feel like Mike Vrabel is kind of dodging dodging some of the heat here, which uh, is kind of not surprising because, you know, everybody loves the guy. But I'm telling you, he's just turned into Mike McCarthy. You're going to be a great regular season coach that can't win the big games. So uh, with that being said, let's talk about tonight's Thursday night football game. All right, tonight's big game. We kind of uh, alluded to it a little bit earlier, but we do have the Las Vegas Raiders, the hot Las Vegas Raiders right now, um, coming in to play the Los Angeles Rams, who are on the down the, the downturn in a massive way. They've lost six straight games. The Raiders come into this winning three straight games, trying to stay alive in the playoff picture. They're not that far out, but a loss might knock them completely out. They're two games out of the Jets currently of that uh, seventh seed. So um, if the Raiders want to stay hot and keep winning football games, they're definitely going to have to win tonight's game. Um, We might see Baker Mayfield tonight. That's the big question mark around uh, surrounding tonight's football game. But um, I think, the uh, you know, it's it's interesting. Uh, The Raiders kind of wisened up a little bit and realized what they had, and I think they're going to regret uh, what they have here with Josh Jacobs and not paying that man because he has been on an absolute tear. They did not renew his uh, his uh, fifth-year option, but he's already over 1,303 yards on this season. That's a career best for him. He's got 10 rushing touchdowns, which, which goes for second in his career, but he has been electric all season, and it's something that's been incredible to watch. But uh, they've really leaned heavy on him. And then, of course, you have Devontae Adams really getting in the swing of things over the last uh, five weeks, going over 120 in four of those five games, has double-digit touchdowns in three of them as well. The Raiders are clicking. The Rams are on a downside. What do you think of tonight's matchup? Yeah, you know, this is another Thursday night game that probably looked great when it got scheduled in August. It looks just like a disaster now. Nobody thought the defending Super Bowl champs were going to crater like this, but the the prospect of seeing Baker Mayfield in his second day with the team leading an offense run with Van Jefferson, Tutu Atwell, and Ben Skoranek, who's also banged up with Cam Akers behind him, is is really not exciting for anyone. I don't know what the Rams really have to get you excited about their offense has been fairly anemic. It was anemic even when they had star players in there because they haven't been able to get the line going. The Raiders have a decent pass rush. They're really rounding into shape. They really hit their stride by focusing the offense on three people, Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, and Josh Jacobs. And I think you're right. The biggest probably regret of any team this offseason is going to be denying that fifth-year option for Josh Jacobs because, I, you know, the way they've seen him be able to be used, uh, what he has meant to this team, what he means to this offense, I think they have to give serious consideration to franchise tagging him this offseason. I also think the Raiders get a win here. And the way the AFC is kind of shaping up and the way injuries are taking a toll going down, you know, you see the 
the Ravens, they struggled. This exact same thing happened to them last year. They were in yep. great position to win a division, get in the playoffs, and Lamar got hurt. And even though Huntley plays okay, they couldn't win any of those games. I don't think they win this week. You might see them start and come back to the pack. The Chargers have collapsed. The Jets and the Patriots have come back to earth a little bit. I think there is a scenario where if the Raiders keep getting hot – the schedule that they have to play against, they could find themselves very much like they were last year, right there in the thick of a potential run for a sixth or seventh seed. And a team with Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs is always going to be dangerous. Yeah, the thing about it is, is their next three games are Rams, Patriots, and Pittsburgh. I mean, that's three very winnable games for this team. And depending on what the 49ers look like over the next you know couple of weeks with Brock, Brock Purdy, it'll be a tough matchup. But I'll be honest with you. I like the Raiders odds against the 49ers right now because of the weapons that they're able to use right now. So the crazy thing about the Raiders is they're not even 100 percent healthy. Right. You know what I mean? They're not. I mean, uh, Darren Waller has been hurt. Um, I'm not sure. I, I don't remember the ETA or turnaround of what he's looking like coming back. But um you know, and of course you have Renfro that's been out too, right? So you have Ren- Renfro actually made clear this week. Waller, they were saying, could be back week 15. I'm not sure that actually helps the Raiders. Their offense has been better since those two went out. And it's they crazy, could really right? kind of clarify what they were doing. Mac Hollins has been a, a the most surprising decent contributor. I was I was way off. I thought Renfro was going to be in for that kind of Wes Welker to Randy Moss type season. It Agreed. just hasn't happened, but it's leaning on the run and focusing on peppering Devontae Adams with targets. And I guess we should have known after all these years, that's never a bad thing. Yeah, exactly. Devontae Adams consistently shows why he's the best receiver in football. If you don't agree with that, I don't know if you agree with that, Matthew Fox, but I, I still think that he's the best receiver in football. I do. Uh, it, it's it's imagine what throwing the ball to your best receiver 12 times, 10 to 12 times a game actually does for you. It's, it's something that is crazy to me when you look at some of the offenses in the NFL that are always stagnant, that have that star power at the top of their offense, and yet they just don't figure out ways to get on the ball. I mean, you got to remember, if you look back, there's, there was a couple of weeks where that, uh, I mean, if you look at that, was that Indianapolis game? He had like, what, three or four targets or something like that, I think it was. Yeah. I, there was a lot of different games. in the, Yes, here we go. Five targets in the Indianapolis game, one catch, three yards. There's been several games where it's like, just throw him the ball. You know what I mean? If it's incomplete, doesn't give him the opportunity to make plays. Just like Justin Jefferson. Get the ball in the hands of your best players. Period. Case closed. You know what I mean? It's it's pretty logical. That's why Frank Wright doesn't have a job right now. But, you know, I digress. I digress. But uh, with that being said, we're going to dive right into Matthew Fox's Game of the Week. One of which uh, we're going to debate about in a little bit because my bet his pick are going to go head-to-head. But, you know what? We ain't never been shy about that. It's on the show. Matthew Fox's Game of the Week. Yeah, so six teams on a bye. We have a thinner Sunday slate than we normally do. And, of course, it's a quintessential week for fantasy football. The NFL doing you no favors by putting a lot of teams on a bye. But we also have some pretty huge matchups in terms of the playoff picture. Sunday early game I like. The New York Jets 7-5 battling the Buffalo Bills 9-3. and The Jets got a surprise 20-17 to victory when these teams first met this season in New York. Mike White has taken over. I like the pep he's given the pass offense. He's one and one as a starter. That one win coming against a woeful Chicago Bears defense. They were in that game with the Vikings though last week. They had some chances. I do like the pickup he gives them still. The Buffalo Bills getting on a roll. They went back to being the number one seed in the AFC with the win last week and seeing the Dolphins and the Chiefs lose. They need to close strong against the AFC East after dropping games to the Jets and Dolphins earlier in the season. I think they turn the tide at home and get a win. The Sunday late game I'm interested in, Tampa Bay Buccaneers 6-6, six and six, leading the NFC South at the 8-4 and four San Francisco 49ers, who are leading the NFC West. The 49ers got dealt a tremendous blow last week when Jimmy G got knocked out for the season. They have to turn to Mr. Irrelevant, the last draft pick in the entire draft, Iowa State product Brock Purdy. He looked decent when he came off the bench against the Dolphins, but now teams have had a week to go against him behind him. They don't have much except for Jerryman, Josh Johnson, who apparently wasn't even good enough to make the roster in Denver, which gives me a moment of pause. The 49ers pushed a lot of chips in 
on this 2022 season, especially going to get McCaffrey. They have a Super Bowl contending roster with the defense they have and some of the offensive weapons they have. But this puts a huge question in my mind at quarterback. Their division is not locked up. Their playoff spot is not locked up. They need Brock Purdy to play reasonably well over the last five games to even assure themselves of a playoff spot. The Buccaneers, they've been up and down all season. I personally think that comeback against New Orleans Saints exercised some of their demons. Tom Brady has struggled against New Orleans in the regular season since he joined Tampa Bay when they've had better seasons. I'm looking forward to seeing the greatest quarterback of all time and Mr. Irrelevant clash in a very meaningful game in San Francisco this Sunday. Sunday night game, they flexed it into position. It's the 8-4 Miami Dolphins against the 6-6 six and six Los Angeles Chargers. Both these teams have playoff aspirations. Both of them are coming off of tremendously disappointing losses. The Dolphins had a tough time against Purdy in San Francisco last week. The Chargers have continued a collapse. I think this could be bad news for Brandon Staley if this team who – people thought had a legitimate chance to make the Super Bowl, doesn't even make the playoffs. And the way they're tracking, they're no guarantee to make the playoffs. This could be really the end for Staley there. The Dolphins, meanwhile, they have a really high-octane offense in the passing game. I think they need to get a little more balance and get that running game going consistently. But this should be a fun and very meaningful game to the AFC playoff race on Sunday Night Football. If the Chargers lose and the Raiders win tonight, that would actually put the Raiders ahead of the Chargers in the AFC West and give them a better shot into the playoffs, and the Chargers would be really scrambling. My upset special, there are a number of games that I picked that are potential upsets. I actually picked Tampa Bay over San Francisco, even though for some reason Brock Purdy is favored. This one annoyed me because when I went by the pick percentage, 88% of the country picked the Vikings over the the Lions. I am taking the Lions. I'm going the other way. The the line has technically flipped, and now the Lions are favored by 0.5 points, which tells you that Las Vegas and a lot of other people beside myself have serious questions about the Vikings as a contender. I like what Jared Goff's doing. I like Detroit's mojo. I think they're going to bite a ton of kneecaps off this week. And the Detroit Lions, who need to win this game to technically stay alive, this is the magic game for Minnesota. If they get this win, they have won the NFC North. If they lose this game, there's still a chance they lose their division, however unlikely that may be. And more importantly, the Lions, with a frisky finish to the season, are far from out of the playoff picture. They, like the Raiders, have a chance to bounce back from a putrid early start to potentially get back into contention. I think they do it in Dan Campbell, I trust, Detroit Lions over the Minnesota Vikings. Goodbye, Captain Kirk. Somebody boo this man. Boo. Where's the button? Boo. Boo. Boo this man. No reason why the Lions should be favored by two at home against the Vikings. This is absurd. It's absurd. Oh, the line I saw is 0.5 points. Oh, it's on DraftKings. It's right now. It's point. It's minus two. It was two and a oh, half. Oh, then it's gone. It's two. Oh, then that that's gone up because, like on on uh, ESPN, when I was first looking at the lines, Detroit was not favored, and now they're favored by 0.5. Boo this man. Boo him. Everybody boo. Everybody at home follow. Boo. This is absurd. I can't believe we're having this conversation. I'll talk about it in a minute. But the first thing I want to talk about, I want to, last week I talked about something. I talked about my good friends in Magic Mind. I told you guys I was going to get the package. I was going to deliver the goods this week and tell you guys how I felt about it. But there's one thing that I forgot. I forgot to enter my address into the system in order to get my product. So there's a good reason why I'm trying to get more focused it's because of Magic Mind. You know, I wanted to get this product. I wanted to get some clarity. I wanted to see maybe if I can kick my caffeine kick of, of coffee and the energy drinks and stuff like that. But sadly, sadly, I haven't had it yet to get that jump started. But uh, I have forgotten. The, uh, I have gotten the confirmation now. My address has been inputted. I'm good to go, Matthew Fox. So next week, I'm going to have all of the, uh, the nutrients and everything built into my system so I can give a authentic review of how I feel after taking Magic Mind. But just a quick reminder before we dive back into the show here, magicmind.co backslash ranch. And then you can, at the, at the checkout, our code is ranch20, ranch20, magicmind.com, or .co, sorry, uh, promo code ranch20. That's why you need the product. Huh? 
That's why you need the product. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I can't even remember anything anymore. You know what I mean? This is exactly why I need the product. But make sure to check it out ahead of me. Join me. Now you can really join me next week. Magicmind.co. Uh, and then, of course, you get 40% off your first subscription or 20% off your first purchase using code RANCH20. Um, yeah. Whew. Couldn't believe it. I was like, man, I was sitting there talking to my friends over there, and they're like, "Hey, you forgot your, you forgot the address." I'm like, "Well, that makes plenty of sense." So, next week, come back, hear me say and try to pronounce a bunch of words I don't know how, and let me know, let you know how I feel after giving Magic Mind a try. So, without further ado, let's dive right into our fantasy football starts and sits. <laughs> All right, let's go this week. Um, it's it's quite an interesting week whenever you have uh, six teams on the bye. You know what I mean? It's it's quite hard to figure out who we're not starting and who we are starting. Who we're... <sighs> The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. not this and who were not that but when it comes down to things it's crazy because you've got the falcons on the bye which really doesn't matter but you have justin fields aaron Rodgers. you're not starting matt ryan you might be starting Andy Dalton. who knows and then tyler heineke but if you're in a two-team league two-team quarterback league you know what i mean you're at 26 quarterbacks that are starting this week right you know what i mean 12 team league one of those potentially being baker Mayfield. right you know what i mean so you're really running a, the gauntlet here this week of 16 teams or 26 teams playing. You're playing in a two-quarterback league. You might not want to start another – you might not be starting two quarterbacks this week. Somebody probably hoards three quarterbacks on their roster, so you probably only have, you know, one. And then, you know, you have injuries. Stafford's gone. You know what I mean? You drafted him high. You, Lamar Jackson's out this week. You might you might be start, starting Tyler Huntley. Who knows? But uh, with that being said – my must-starts of the week are going to be as follows. I like Mac Jones this week, and, and typically I don't really love Mac Jones uh, as a fantasy option, but again, as we mentioned, six teams on the bye, injuries, et cetera, et cetera. The Cardinals aren't a very good football team when it comes to the defensive side of things. I mean, last week uh, they gave up – or two weeks ago, sorry, before the bye, they gave up three touchdown passes to uh, Justin Herbert, four to Jimmy G the week before that. And then, of course, you know, they even Walford got uh, 212 and a touchdown against them. So I don't buy this defense, not one bit. I like Mac Jones. They have looked a little bit better. I think they need to help find their identity. But the one thing you can be sure of is the Patriots will play down to the or play up to the competition, which is uh, Arizona, and they're not very good. So we've got, uh, um, man, what is his name? Cliff Clinsbury, who's clinging on to his job for his dear life, which you did mention the Chargers earlier, and it really hurts my feelings. I like Staley, but I just don't know if he's that guy. Um, and it's sad to say because I like him as a coach, but I think what he wants to be is everything that uh, – God, what's the coach in Miami? Ah, oh, man, Mike Daniels is. I think everything that Staley wishes he was, like Mike Daniels Mike, really. Yeah, Mike Daniels. Mick Daniels, there we go. 
Everything he wishes he was, he is not. Uh, also, my start this week, I almost said your start because it's I don't always go off you know the sheet. I actually did what I was supposed to do this week. Uh, I like James Conner. James Conner bounced back strong week last week again. Um, you know, we, with the quarterbacks out this week, you're missing plenty of running backs this week as well. You know what I mean? There's quite a few running backs that are out. Some big ones, Kamara, who hasn't really been big, but you have Brian, uh, Brian Robinson, Gibson, Jonathan Taylor, Aaron Jones, uh, uh, David Montgomery, Cordell Patterson. You have a lot of running backs on buys this week as well. So give me James Conner in that same game. Give me Adam Thielen this week. Um, no matter how Matthew Fox feels about this game, I think we both agree that it's going to be a high-scoring affair. So I think that the ball is going to be peppered around a little bit. So I like think Thielen's going to have a good game. And Dolchik, I, I really wish I wouldn't have traded him in the Dynasty League, but I didn't have much of a choice. Um, I gave up Dolchik in a second for Alvin Kamara. And boy, Alvin Kamara has been lightning great for me the last few weeks. Oh, man. Um, Running backs are at a premium, though. Huh? Running backs are at a premium, though. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I felt great about the trade, and I was trying to make a run towards the playoffs, and now I've lost four straight, and I'm clinging on to my playoff aspirations. But uh, with that being said, um, we do have some comments real quick. I didn't even pay attention. All right. Pick two defenses. Uh, Kami's oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> now, Commanders, Chats, Pats, Packers, Packers. How come they were so down in the back half when you get Chase rolling back for long-term value, not matchups, long-term wise. Um, I like the Jets. And probably, probably the Commanders. You know, I don't play in any leagues that have team <laughs> defense. So I don't even really understand what the, the scoring's been. Actually, I think there's one reject league at work i'm pretty sure i just rolled the broncos and hopefully that play on out for me um i like the jets with their collection of talent and their coach i think there's potential i don't believe in the commanders necessarily long term so if you're going beyond this year i don't know how great i feel about them i think the jets have the best long-term prospects the packers have built this incredibly talented group of players it just doesn't seem like we've seen a great performance from them so the only one of the four i have real confidence in is the jets yeah, I agree. I mean, that's I, 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 the only one I have strong confidence is obviously them. But I, uh, oh shit. Uh, Top Gun Maverick was named best picture by National Border Review. Um, love that journey for us. Um, my starts this week, uh, as you, met, you gathered from my games of the week, I'm all in on the Detroit Lions and I'm all in on Jared Goff. Um, he has really picked it up the last couple of weeks. So he's playing the best football of his career. And you know what? He might not be wrong. I love Amon Ross St. Brown. They got Jamison Williams back. They got Shark back. They got Josh Reynolds back. DeAndre Swift is kicking around. He's got some weapons. I don't believe entirely in the Minnesota Vikings. So give me Jared Goff. Najee Harris the last three weeks has been running back eight. He is kind of uh, bounced back uh, after a little bit of a slow start. I think the bye week did him some good about getting healthy. The Steelers love to pound it on the ground. They have a big rivalry game to this week with the Ravens. That's the best way to protect a young quarterback. So give me Najee Harris on the receiver end. I'm going with Chris Godwin. Since week four, he has only had two games where he saw less than 10 targets. Uh, many games he's had 10 or more targets down that stretch. He's been incredibly consistent working his way back. The Buccaneers offense hasn't been incredible in general, but Godwin has been solid when he's been out there averaging 14.5 PPR points per game. So I like him this week, even in what could be a tough matchup. And then a tight end, it's such a toss-up. You know, I just basically go for guys where I think there's a chance. I like what Noah Fant's been doing lately. Ken Walker is banged up. If Walker's out, you have the combination of DJ Dallas and Travis Homer back there. I think they're going to throw more. Metcalf and Lockett have done well, but Fant is out there as well. I think he gives you a chance. He gives you a touchdown chance, and that's all you're looking for at some points in time when you're taking a YOLO shot on the tight end. Yeah, that's uh, that's a that's that's 
some solid picks there. I can't even. I, I, I like what Najee's done over the last couple of weeks, too. Been very, very, very happy with some of that. Uh, my sits of the week are as follows. Mike White, sorry, RIP. It's been real. He's going to get demolished this week. I think the Bills blow them out big time. Devin Singletary. Um, I, it's it's one of those things where it's just like trying to find a guy that you don't love this week. And I just, Devin Singletary has been so hit and miss for me. And then, of course, Brendan Cooks. We're on the same boat there. Um, I, I plucked him out, but I was like, I should I thought about changing it, but I was like, you know, there ain't nothing wrong with us being on the same page. So those are my guys. And of course, tight end, you know, well, I don't really know if I can recommend, I saw your recommend of sitting a tight end, but, uh, there's like 90 tight ends not playing this week. So yeah. Well, it's more, um, if you're going to take a tight end from that team, I prefer a different one. Uh, so my sits of the week, Tyler Huntley, um, you know, Huntley's a capable and serviceable backup. He struggled mightily for a long time against Denver last week. Going into Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, I did not realize, has won four straight against the Baltimore Ravens. They're at home. They're actually peaking. They got their defense coming back healthier. They got their offense going good. I think this is going to be a tough day because Lamar Jackson struggles with the fact that they have no consistent running game and no passing game weapons. I think that's going to be equally true for Tyler Huntley. Speaking of no consistent running game, my sit is Gus Edwards, not picking on the Ravens, but Gus Bus, I was excited when he came back. He has 197 yards rushing in four games. Three touchdowns, including two in his first game back, have kind of propped him up okay for fantasy. Last week, he had six carries for 12 yards against a tough Broncos defense. Guess who else has a tough defense? And that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are on the road. I am staying away from the Gus bus. Brandon Cooks for a long time seemed to be the untalked about but reliable receiver. You could trot out there as a solid wide receiver too. He's wide receiver 49 right now. They went from Allen back to Davis Mills. I don't think it matters. They're playing the Cowboys. I do not expect a lot from Brandon Cooks. He's not a reliable start. And then my tight end said, I mentioned it, Cameron Braid. When Rob Gronkowski retired, I thought there was an opportunity for Braid. We've seen him do well, particularly in the red zone in the past. The entire Buccaneers the offense has struggled, but we've also seen Kate Otten coming on of late. Kate Otten has a much better shot for me at getting a touchdown in the red zone than Cameron Braid, who hasn't had a single touchdown all season. He's also been banged up, limited to only seven games. He has less than 200 yards receiving. You have better options even on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers than Cameron Braid. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i definitely uh... – I like what Kate Otten's done. I just wish that he'd do it a little more consistently so that I can, uh, I don't know, start him the weeks that he's actually going to go off. But then the week that I did start him, he had zero catches. Um, imagine that question two years ago, the Jets' best defense. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty well, crazy. Well, they're a team that has – they got a good head coach, and they have really invested in the draft. They've made some exceptional picks. Yeah, crazy how like these switch. There's a lot more teams that are surprisingly good this year that I wasn't expecting to be good. But this, the thing about that is, is over the next couple of weeks, we're starting to see some of these teams that were riding highs that are starting to become, you know, coming back down to reality. You know, let's talk about the New York Giants when we're talking about teams like that because I never once bought into that hype, and I am uh, very proud that I didn't because, well, Daniel Jones sucks. I don't care what the stats say. So, uh, with that being said, uh, it's time to win some money. All right, last week I put on – I didn't – I'm going to reveal all my picks that I released over on Twitter. Also, you can join us. Fun fact, which you guys didn't know, Matthew Fox didn't know. Uh, Chris Clarkson and I, last week we recorded a show on Saturday. Guess who didn't press record whenever we recorded it? This guy did. Yeah! Guess who you forgot? Maybe that's why I do need Magic Mind so I can remember these things. Uh, I didn't press record, so – the show ended up not going on the air, um, but we did share our picks last week. We did do pick, six picks on the season. Uh, I had the Browns minus two and a half and over nine and a half first half points of two and a half covered, but they did, couldn't find the end zone in the first half, only scoring one touchdown. That hit me pretty hard. The Vikings minus two and a half was my lock of the week. That hit a home run. The Chiefs money line looked really good for a little while until it didn't. So I lost that one. Derek Carr plus 35 and a half passing yards, head to head matchup against Herbert. Looked very good for three and a half quarters, and all I needed was 10 yards, and it couldn't happen. Packers minus two and a half. Looked scary. Made it work. And then A.J. Brown over 76 and a half yards. He had 61 in the first half. The secondary of the Titans suck. Plus redemption game. You got to love it. On the season, 40, 22, and one. 
I promise you this week, actually, we're going to go live Sunday morning this week. Clarkson and I will be going live with the rest of my picks. But my three picks that I'm going to give you on this episode of the show is I'm going on the opposite end. I'm going for the Vikings. Give me three weeks in a row where I ride this team rather hot. Give me the Vikings plus three. Makes zero sense that this 10-2 and team are road dogs against a Detroit Lions team that is playing tough, but they're not that great, guys. Sorry, the Vikings are going to win this football game no matter what Matthew Fox says, even though we'll talk about it next week and one of us will be right, one of us will be wrong. And if I end up being wrong, I'll just completely ignore the football game ever existed. But Vikings plus three. And then I've got a nice little plus six and a half parlay, uh, plus six and a half teaser for you guys. It brings the Chiefs down to minus two and a half, the Bills minus three. It's hitting at minus 130. Get this in ASAP because I think these are going to move up a little bit higher. The Chiefs are going to be, they're bouncing off of a, 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 a loss and typically when they do, they play strong the week after. Mahomes just does not lose two games in a row very often. I think they're going to come back and blow out the Broncos. Broncos can't score points. The Bills need this game because they're um, – the Bills needs, needs, needs to win this game against the Jets for a multitude of reasons. They are currently one and two in, division, in the division, right? That's not very good when it comes down to tiebreakers. And, of course, they're trying to stay ahead of the Dolphins who, last, who lost last week. So the one game ahead. They need this game just as bad as ever. So do the Jets. But I like the Bills to come back and uh, win this football game easily against the Jets. Uh, so that's the Chiefs minus two and a half, Bills minus three. Get it at minus 130. My Browns parlay of the week. Yes, I'm going back to the Browns well one more time. I do think that they're on, they have the over one and a half total touchdowns in the complete game. Plus Chubb, 60-plus yards in the game. That's minus 125. Even in the blow-up, blowout game against the Bengals, Chubb still rushed for over 100 yards. I know I'm crazy going back to the Browns, but this one's a little bit different. I'm not predicting them to win. I'm not predicting them to do much. I just need two touchdowns out of this team. I don't care how it happens, and Chubb's to be over 60-plus rushing yards. It's minus 125. So real, real quick recap, Browns parlay. Over one-and-a-half total touchdowns. Chubb over 60 yards. Chiefs minus two and a half, Bills minus three, put together minus 130 line. And then, of course, give me the Vikings plus three for my three picks of the week. So, with that being said, Fox, outside of my Vikings pick, what do you think of my other two? So, is the over one and a half, is it offensive touchdowns or total touchdowns? Total touchdowns. Yeah, so I don't feel as bad about that as if he said offensive touchdowns. I still, I think the Browns actually had a better offense the last time they played the Bengals. I just don't. I, I don't think. I think Watson's going to have to spend these last six games playing himself back into NFL shape. I'm just going to go on record and saying that this game is going to be a lot closer than people think, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Browns win this football game. Not putting any uh, putting that out in the universe, but give me a little bit of time. I'll be right about the Browns one of these weeks. I'll just keep saying it until he wins a game, and even if it's against the worst team in football. They'll win the game. They're like, I told you so, Matthew Fox. It only took me five weeks to be right. But you're right. I mean, the big difference here is they don't have to score two touchdowns, and Chubb's got to get over 60 rushing yards. So I'm not bad about that. I'm mad about that uh, bad at all. It's, it's just about finding a little bit of an edge along the way. The Bengals do give up points, you know what I mean? So that that's a factor as well. But, um, yeah, with that being said, we are ending this sports portion of this podcast. We're going to dive right into our uh, movie corner in just a second. But if you don't, Follow over to the movie corner. Make sure to follow Matthew Fox Nighthawk seven seven three four on Twitter. Myself at Ricky Blur underscore. Make sure to tune into the Happy Hour Betting Show on Sunday morning. We'll be live talking about my three picks plus three more this week um, that we'll give you. Plus Clarkson will give you his six. Uh, make sure to check out all the articles on the Music City Drive-In and please subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're listening on YouTube. If so, leave us a five star review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to us on there. Let's jump into the movie corner. Big week for releases. It is a pretty big week for releases. Mostly streaming releases, though. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's honestly, it's. I'm on. It's just it's it, it's one of those weeks where it's like for us, it's a little bit different because we're weeding through all of our screeners that we're trying to watch and all of that stuff. So we've got a lot of stuff that we're watching that isn't necessarily coming out uh, per se for the audiences there. But um, real quick to try to it, kind of drop in some of the stuff that's dropping this weekend that you can watch. You um, you have Emancipation, which is going to be on Apple TV+. Plus. You have Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio that's dropping this weekend. Uh, something from Tiffany's is dropping this weekend. Um 
just trying to see if anything else that I'm missing here. And then, of course, uh, Empire of Lights releasing limited theaters. Um, then we've got Spoiler Alert, which is dropping. I could have went to screen and missed that one. Those are some of the big releases of the week. Fox, yeah, it's um, a wonderful binge. Yeah, and it's a wonderful binge, which I have seen um, from my good friend uh, who wrote and directed that film, uh, Jordan Van Dyna. So thoughts on the slate. Have you watched any of these yet? Um, I watched Pinocchio, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Um, I love the uh, liner notes and stuff that they they sent to us. I think I have it in my office here somewhere, but I don't know where it is. Um, it's a very different take, um, kind of a unique style of animation. I liked it for what it was. Um, I thought it was one of the more interesting animated films we've seen this year. Uh, Miles ahead for me of the Tom Hanks live action remake that was foist upon us earlier in the fall. Uh, I also saw Empire of Light. Um, Sam Mendes is a beautiful visual filmmaker and there are some beautiful shots here. There are some beautiful visuals. I think Olivia Coleman's fine. The story didn't really totally hit for me. It didn't work um, for me. I'm not sure what I was meant to take away. So I thought that one was just okay. I know that was supposed to be a big award season release. I haven't gotten to, uh, to see the other ones yet. Um, definitely going to see emancipation um, here in the next couple of days. Curious to see, I, I saw you enjoy it. You thought Will Smith was really good in it. Uh, it's obviously become a lightning rod because of all that's going on with him. Yeah. I like the emancipation. I don't think it's as bad as some people have said it is. It's, it's, it's it's a strong, powerful film about a, a, a true story about Peter there. Um, it, it's got some beautiful cinematography to it. Um, Will Smith's performance might be one of his best of his career. Um, it's hard to say you enjoy a film like that, but it's... But correct me if I'm wrong, part of his punishment is even if people thought it was incredible universally, he couldn't get nominated, right? He can get nominated, yeah, but he just can't be... He can't partake... He can't in, attend. He can't right. attend. He can't part, partake in any of the FYC around the film or anything like... Like, he can't do anything awards related to the picture. Um, Gilmore Del Toro's Pinocchio really loved it. was probably my favorite animated movie of the year until I saw Puss in Boots last night, which I really loved a whole lot. I was almost I was on the fence about whether I was even going to check that out, and I saw you gush over it, and I'm like, oh, we kind of like the same animated films because last year you and I were all about Sing too. Yes, and it's 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 funny, it's charming, it's it's just really good. I, I don't know what I expected from it. I really enjoyed Empire Light is a film that if it focuses just on Olivia Coleman's character and doesn't try to add uh, unnecessary storylines, even though I understand they're trying to tell the story of that era and that time frame. But I just feel like Sam Mendes kind of was all over the place in his storytelling. I did think it was okay. Coleman's performance um, was, was, was fantastic. You know what I mean? And uh, Michael Ward was really good in it as well. But overall, it's just kind of a lackluster film. It's one of those films I feel like you can wait till it's on Hulu or HBO Max or whatever comes out. Um, it's a wonderful binge. It's good. Not as good as the first. It is a sequel to The Binge. Um, it is funny. If you like raunchy comedy, just put it on. It puts you in the mood. Um, spoiler alert, I have zero expectations for it all. I really don't even care to even care about it. Um, what have I watched since last week? Oh, Babylon. Yes, please. I've watched it twice in 24 hours. Yes, I'm bragging. I'm sorry, Matthew Fox. I couldn't resist it. He yelled at me on Twitter about it in, in my DMs. Um, but I'm sorry. Also, I saw Avatar and not to brag about that as well. Uh, I did see that in like 3D Dolby. And let's be real. Everybody knows I did not love the first one. It's visually cool, whatever. I hate 3D movies. I think they're fucking terrible. I think most of them have sucked, but see this movie in 3D, Dolby 3D, preferably it's truly captivating. And he actually really has a good story in this one. Like I really felt like connected to the emotional story. Um, along the way, I know there's a lot of divisive uh, controversy between Bob Babylon and Avatar, especially with both movies hitting over the three-hour mark. But for me personally, Babylon never really felt the three-hour mark until that last like 10 or 15 minutes, which a lot of people have said. But nobody knows how to end a movie quite like Damien Chazelle. The ending of that movie is brilliant. Um, also, I think The Whale is coming out this week, limited release or something. Yeah, and it's, it's wide releases in a couple of weeks. It still sucks, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, just skip that one. And uh, something from Tiffany's not looking forward to that. I'll probably watch it whenever I sit down and relax. 
Um, I did watch something else this weekend, but I'm not allowed to talk about that until January. So I don't even know why I brought it up, but I'll talk about it with Matthew Fox when we get off the air. Um, but other than that, yeah, good week of movies. I'm excited to see more. Let's talk about more. Um, well, and if you uh, if you enjoy listening to us talk about movies, the two of us and uh, Eric are going to uh, pop up for a series of shows here to close out the year. Next Sunday, December 18th, we will be going live for This Week at the Movies. Ricky's joining Eric and I. We're going to talk about Avatar, Way of the Water, and we're going to talk about a couple of our favorite all-time Christmas films. And then uh, probably the week of Christmas, the three of us will be sharing our top films of the year hey you know what get on it i guess uh we'll be sharing our best films of the year so that'll be something to look out for coming um you know we will be live on sunday the 18th and then our best films of the year will drop uh as a video release during the holidays yeah i'm excited about this We'll get to do our TV, too, TV Corner. I've already started prepping the list, bracing myself. I'm going to make myself finish a couple of shows that I think have promised that we're a little dry. Yeah, same. Yeah, so I'm excited to. I'm excited for the next couple of weeks. I'm excited to join you guys um, for this week at the movies. Um, I love what you guys are doing. I'm excited to talk about Avatar, which my perspective of what I thought we were going to talk, what, how my feelings were going to be towards the movie kind of changed and what I thought was going to happen. Excited to dive into the uh, Christmas portion of it too, because I have some great Christmas movies that I'd love to chat about. Um, but I'm excited about it because, and then the end of the year stuff, I, I, uh, especially with the movie stuff, um, I haven't decided yet. I might try to see if I can get a few more of the people to join us for the, t- the top 10 movies at the end of the year, which should be fun. And then TV is going to be a blast because I watch more TV this year than I ever have before. So I'm excited to talk about that, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun rest of the year. Um, Yeah, so make sure to tune into the podcast. Make sure to subscribe here on the YouTube. You can check us out live. You can check out all the shows that are live here on the YouTube channel that go live every time they get the opportunity to. So, yeah. I'm excited because this year there's a decent chance both of us have the same number one show. Uh, Probably so. Trying to remember what show we're talking about, but... We'll let the mystery, much like the leftovers, we'll let the mystery be. Yeah, I like that. (sighs) The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.